Northwest Christian School Online provides online Christian education for any students ranging from kindergarten to 10th grade. The tuition is fully covered through the state of Arizona's ESA program and is affordable for families out of state. You can count on NCS Online for a rigorous, proven online program that establishes a robust biblical worldview for all students. For more information, go to ncsonline.org. That's ncsonline.org. Well, hello there. I'm Chris Gardner here with Jeff Brown, and we are super excited to introduce the first official Kingdom Culture Conversations podcast. That's right. Up to this point, uh, they have been the Kingdom Culture Conversation videos that we've yeah. done for the last two summers. And boy, I'll tell you what, phenomenal. Nicole and yeah. you, you guys Thank knocked you. it out of the park. Um, the topics were, I, I think, the questions that, that students, uh, frankly, yeah. that I have uh, yeah. coming out of what's happening in the culture right now. And you guys hit the nail right on the head. So thank you. Honored to be a part of that. Yeah. And uh, here we are now, end of the summer. Um, it's July 26th. Yep. Um, summer's in a rearview mirror. How was your summer, Mr. Brown? Phenomenal. Yeah. Phenomenal. Had the chance to travel to Montana, spend some time on, on Coronado Island, and most recently uh, dropped my daughter off at, at med school at, at Liberty University. That, okay. was a, that was a gut punch. Proud yeah. of her, but absolutely boy, hard to leave her in Virginia, that's for sure. Absolutely. Go Emma. We'll miss Emma. Yeah. How about you? Um, well, I, I got to speak at a couple camps. I was up at Clydehurst, Montana as well, and, and just ran program last week at a, ca- a camp in Wisconsin. And wow. Good missions trip to Mexico and um, some hiking, adventure crew events with Northwest Christians. So, yeah. Um, yeah, H2O. That's so. coming up. Uh, that'll be four days ago. That was four <laughs> days ago. <laughs> we had a phenomenal <laughs> We did. <time. laughs> We're going to assume that. Um but Frameworks is this new thing we got going. Really, really amazing um, biblical worldview classes that anybody in the country or world can take. Absolutely. And and take these courses. So we've got uh, launching this fall, we've got nine courses uh, working with some dynamic subject matter experts uh, talking about uh, Alan Sawyer from yeah. the Samaritan's Purse, a, a medical missionary who spent time this summer in Zambia. Yeah. Uh, he is part of the Samaritan's first first response team and and he's got a course on Christian healthcare we've got courses uh, on on Christ in the arts we've got courses on uh, young life leadership development nine courses yeah. that public school students homeschool students charter school students can take and and I'm excited because we're taking biblical worldview to the masses yeah. and you know here to four uh, we're going to have the opportunity to speak into the lives of public school students. And I think Amazing. that's that's incredible. Amazing. Yeah. Well, here we are today. We have an interview with Eric Stanley. Eric and Stanley. We've known Eric yep. for a while as a parent at Northwest Christian. Absolutely. He's a crusader dad. Uh, two of his, his sons have graduated and he's got a daughter here. But Eric, the neat thing is he is a, an attorney who specializes in religious liberty. And so I had the opportunity to talk with Eric this summer. And the, the first part of the conversation is what you're going to hear today. And I love this because you're going to hear uh, how Eric came to be an attorney who's invested himself in religious liberty. He talks about his testimony and, and what that journey looked like. Over the next couple of weeks, we're going to have the opportunity. You know, Eric uh, was one of the primaries uh, in arguing a couple cases before the U.S. Supreme wow. Court. 
And one of those cases was the Trinity Lutheran case. So, so this week we're going to hear his testimony. And next week you're going to hear about what's it like to argue uh, for religious liberty before the U.S. Supreme Court. And he's going to talk about a couple other cases that are, are working their way through the, the legal system. And then finally, uh, two weeks from now, and that's going to be on the first day of school. First day of school, uh, August 9th. August 9th. He's going to talk about COVID-19 and the impact on religious liberty. Uh, there's some real concerns out there in terms of vaccine mandates, in terms of face coverings, religious assembly. Yeah. And we're going to hit those topics uh, square in the head. And so mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to these conversations. I am too. They need to be had. Yep. Um, we know as, as we've as we've said all summer and years and years, God is in control. Amen. He knows what's happening. But I love how that dovetails with our pursuing his purpose. Yes. And we see Eric has a purpose on this planet. And that's yep. to uh, honor God through being a lawyer. So I'm yep. looking forward to hear from that. It'd be a great conversation. Yeah. All right. Have a great day, folks. Right. Well, friends, welcome to another episode of Kingdom Culture Conversations uh, through Frameworks, uh, the Biblical Worldview Initiative of Northwest Christian School. And I am thrilled, and I, I literally mean the word thrilled. I'm thrilled to be sitting today with Eric Stanley. Uh, and Eric, I'm very grateful for your time. Eric Stanley is, I'll read his proper introduction in just a moment, uh, but I, I just want to say uh, how grateful I am to Eric as an attorney who has committed himself to religious liberty causes, uh, whether for churches or nonprofits, Christian schools. Um, Eric has been a real champion. And as is the case, I would imagine, with many attorneys, some of the efforts you've been involved in, you can't speak to necessarily publicly. But I want to say to all of the families and students that are watching that in ways both known and unknown, uh, Eric has been a tremendous friend to Northwest Christian School and specifically to Christian education. Uh, so, Eric, thank you for that, and thank you for, for joining us today. Absolutely. So happy to be here, thrilled about this, and it's just my honor to be a part of it. Well, thank you. Well, I, I will now get into a more proper introduction to give you a sense of, of Eric's history. Eric Stanley is both a crusader dad and an attorney with the Provident Law Group in Scottsdale, Arizona. Uh, Stanley has more than 20 years of experience handling religious liberty cases and advising religious institutions on various matters, including employment, tax, zoning, land use, bylaws, and policies. Stanley previously served as senior counsel and director of the Center for Christian Ministries at the Alliance Defending Freedom. He has litigated cases involving churches and ministries across the United States and has argued numerous cases in both trial and appeals courts. Uh, He has also helped represent clients before the United States Supreme Court uh, in two cases, Trinity Lutheran and Mercury County versus the ACLU. Stanley has been interviewed by numerous outlets and written many articles on the topics of religious liberty and church autonomy, appearing in the Wall Street Journal, Fox News, NPR, uh, Los Angeles Times, and World Magazine, among others. Stanley earned his Master of Divinity from Liberty Baptist Theological Seminary in 2013. He earned his law degree in 1999 from Temple University Law School of Law, and he earned his undergraduate degree from Asbury College in 1995. 
So well done, Eric. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> Listening to all that, I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> I, would, I would imagine. But as we get into I, the first thing I'd love to do is to orient our students to, to Eric, um, the Christ follower, yeah. and, and where you've come from and what it was that led you down this path uh, that, that tired you out. Yeah. Uh, as, as it is. Um, can you tell us a little bit about your walk with Christ? When did you come to faith in Christ? What, what, what did that look like? Yeah, so I came to faith in Christ very early. Uh, my dad was a Methodist minister mm. in East Texas at mm. the time in a very small church, um, First United Methodist in Sulphur Springs, Texas. And uh, I don't remember the exact date, but I remember a Sunday night service uh, where I went down front and just really felt the Lord just leading me to confess my sins and to seek Him as a Savior. Uh, and I was probably around five or six. And so I kind of have one of those testimonies where, you know, I can't point to the specific date, but I remember the time and I remember where I was and I remember how it felt. Uh, awesome. And so from that time on, uh, I have walked with Christ uh, very imperfectly, uh, but have been reliant on His grace and His goodness to me over the years. And uh, He's never let me down. So was it an actual altar call that was given by your dad? It was, yeah. That's so, so, that's so cool. And it was back in the day where, you know, in those those small East Texas churches where we would have Brush Arbor revivals and uh, we'd still have a Sunday night service. And so it was during one of those Sunday night services and an altar call that I went down and prayed wow. uh, to receive Christ. Well, that's neat. That's awesome. So at some point there was an intersection between your walk with Christ mm -hmm and then um, your desire to go into law. And, mm -hmm. and not just law, um, I mean, I'm just gonna be candid with you. There, there are uh, numerous careers in which an individual can make a lot of money if money was a motivator. Uh, law, prospectively, could be one of those careers. Absolutely. But you chose a branch of law that probably is not associated with making a whole bunch of bank. Yeah, and, it really wasn't. <laughs> yeah, so at some point, your, your career in law intersected with your pursuit of Christ. Right. And can you tell, what was that moment? When did that happen? Yeah, you know, it started for me really kind of at the very beginning uh, of things was as a teenager, you know, I was thinking about what does God want me to do with my life? And, you know, it, I was around 13, 14 years old, probably uh, 15 at the latest. And, and, you know, I just was in that phase with a lot of teenagers are, of, I just don't know what God wants me to do. And I remember having a conversation uh, where my mom said, well, you, you know, you're smart. I think you can either be a doctor or a lawyer. And I think most moms say that about their kids. But, you know, <laughs> and I thought, I hate science. My, my mom never said that to me. Yeah. I, <laughs> That's right. Well, and I, I just remember thinking, I was like, I hate science. I hate math. You know, that, that was not my thing. Um, I, I very much enjoyed reading, um, enjoyed kind of the, the language part of things. And so um, the Lord just kind of worked some circumstances together where um, about that time as I was really praying about, God, what do you want me to do with my life? Um, Jay Sekulow, who is kind of one of the grandfathers, I would talk now, uh, of, of the religious liberties movement, was really rocking and rolling at that time. And I started to hear about cases where um, he was representing uh, kids in the public school system and you know, mm. protecting religious liberties. And I thought, I could do that. And, and the Lord just kind of confirmed on my heart, uh, really at about 15 years of age, that that's what he wanted me to do. And um, from that time on, uh, I went to undergrad and I told my professors, I said, I, I, wanna, I wanna do pre-law. 
uh, well, Asbury College was a small college at that time and didn't have a pre-law program. Uh, but they said, you know, history would be good for you uh, because it's the reading, it's the writing, it's the research, the analytical tools of how do you, how do you dissect kind of human thought and behavior and, rash, and, and you know, rationalize and, and, and talk that through. And so, so I was a history major in undergrad. And um, I remember at the time uh, I met my wife when I was on campus at Asbury and she said, you know, well, what's your major? And I said, history. She said, well, what are you going to do with that? <laughs> and I said, well, and this was, you know, I was, I was 17 years old. And I said, I'm going to be a religious liberties attorney. 17 at Asbury. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you must have been an accomplished student. I had graduated from high school early. They had you? Okay. And went off uh, to Asbury pretty young. Wow. And, uh, uh, but I remember my wife being very uh, surprised because you, know, you ask people on campus at colleges, you know, what's your major and what do you want to do? And most people are kind of, well, I don't know, you know, maybe this or that. And she said, you were just so definite about what you were going to do. Um, and I went off to law school and uh, the Lord just kind of opened some doors and opportunities for me. Um, it was an interesting kind of intersection of things because while I was at law school, I got involved in kind of the big law scene is what I would call it with big hmm. firms. And um, I did a summer clerkship for uh, Ballard Spar in Philadelphia, and it's the top five floors of a very large building in wow. Philadelphia. And um, you know, it was very much the whining and dining and all of that that you would expect if you've ever seen that old movie, The Firm. That's pretty much what it was like. Yeah, I'll <laughs> and, bet. Uh, and so, you know, I thought, well, okay, God, you kind of had thought, you know, I thought maybe that's what you wanted me to do, religious liberties, but it's such a small field and it's so specialized and maybe you want me to go the big law route and earn some money and kind of get out of law school um, and, and figure it out after that. Uh, and so I, I say my path kind of veered a little bit during law school uh, until at the very end of my third year of law school, uh, I went out to dinner with my wife one night and we found ourselves sitting and I had an offer from Ballard Spar for a very large sum of money wow. to come and work for them after law school. And I had an offer from a very small religious liberties firm called Liberty Council in Orlando uh, for less than half <laughs> of the money. <laughs> and uh, I remember my wife and I had been praying and we looked at each other and we said, there's really no choice. Um, wow. and, and we looked at that as God's open door and following his will to launch into the field of religious liberties uh, and to, to do what really I felt the Lord had called me to do, which was to use the law as a ministry. Uh -huh. um, you know, when I was saved and, and throughout my growing up years, uh, Jesus changed everything for me, um, and He still is. And mm -hmm. that passion that was burning inside uh, because of my faith and because of my relationship with Christ, um, you know, I, I, I remember telling people at the time, I said, well, if I don't go into law, um, I'm going to be a pastor, you know, because I just want to minister. I just want to do help. I, you know, I want to share the love of Christ in some way. Well, it's interesting because you are, I have to imagine that in MDiv, he's, Eric's got a Master's of Divinity, and we, we heard that in his introduction from, from Liberty Theological Seminary. And I don't imagine that there's too many attorneys, maybe in religious liberties law, but I have to imagine even there it's, it's somewhat unusual. But literally, you could go into a pastorate with a Master's of Divinity right. degree. Yeah, um, and that came along later in my career. Really? Uh, okay. Because I... I was in the religious liberties field for a number of years, and um, you know, I, I kind of went through a, a period of, of some professional burnout in my career because it was just so intense yeah. um, at the time. 
And I, and you know, through that process, I thought, well, maybe this is what God wants me to do is to just change careers, go into the pastorate. And so I, I started on my MDev, uh, took me about five or six years to finish it up. Uh, but through that process, the Lord just confirmed, no, I want you to stay where you are in the field of religious liberties. Um, but it's interesting how God has used that theological training to, and, and, and study to deepen my understanding of religious liberties, to deepen my understanding of Christian ministries, Christian schools, churches, be able to relate more to pastors. Um, and so it was, a, it was not only personally beneficial for me um, to dive into an MDiv course mm. of study, but it was very professionally beneficial as well. Wow. Well, I love, I, and I, I want to reiterate that, I love the fact that I hear in you a humility, uh, the humility that comes with a lifelong learner, the humility that, that recognizes that on our very best day, we are sinners saved by grace. Yet on our worst days, we are the righteousness of God in Christ. Amen. And I hear that in your testimony. I think that's, that's amazing. Northwest Christian School has made Biblical Worldview online courses available to all high school students for transcript credit, regardless of whether they attend public school, private school, charter school, or homeschool. Frameworks is an exciting new initiative utilizing the learning management system of Grand Canyon University. For more information, visit BibleClassesForPublicSchools.com.